Rochester Regional Health, working every day to improve the health of individuals and communities so everyone can enjoy a better, healthier life, presents another edition of Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. Pressure ulcers or bed sores can be very problematic for people that have prolonged pressure on the skin. And here to talk with us about pressure ulcers is Dr. Kim Petrone of Rochester Regional Health. Dr. Petrone, thank you so much for your time today. So exactly what is a pressure ulcer? A pressure ulcer is a sore or wound that occurs when areas of skin and soft tissue are compressed between a bone and a hard surface, or even um, even a surface that you wouldn't maybe consider hard, but a surface that produces pressure uh, on the skin that is wedged between the bone and the surface. And who is at risk then to develop pressure ulcers or bed sores? So most people that are aware um, and have good mobility and good nutrition do not develop pressure ulcers. Um, That's because their nutrition keeps their skin very healthy and their body senses when the skin is becoming vulnerable and they shift position. Sometimes this isn't even conscious to us. Um, We just do it automatically. So the people that uh, are prone to developing these types of ulcers have issues with nutrition. So they're at high risk for having problems with their skin at baseline. And then they may have trouble with movement um, or mobility. So they may be paralyzed. They may have had a stroke. They may simply be so ill that they uh, don't have the strength to move their body. And therefore, uh, an area of their body has uh, pressure sustained over it for a period of time. In addition, um, patients who have uh, incontinence issues or issues where their skin becomes moist Um, are at increased risk for developing this because the moisture weakens the skin and makes it more likely to develop these. And then finally, people that have um, cognitive issues, if they're not able to move on their own and they're not able to report the need to move or pain in a particular location, um, they obviously would be at increased risk as well. So uh, folks that have dementia, delirium, who may have Um, an altered mental status due to the severity of their illness would also be at risk for developing these. Right. So then what is the potential impact of developing a pressure ulcer? Pressure ulcers um, are are a a major problem for people in nursing homes, in uh, hospitals, and for folks, again, that have mobility problems. So folks with spinal cord injuries in particular will have um, issues with these kinds of conditions. They can obviously cause pain. Uh, The area that is open and broken down can be tender, painful. They can become infected. um, And if they become infected, they can actually cause infection in the bloodstream and make, um, make people quite ill. In addition, um, they can drain, so there can be um, dignity issues in terms of uh, soiling clothes, soiling bed sheets, and they can at times have odor as well. So again, there's a dignity issue with regard to that. Pressure ulcers tend to make other illnesses even more complicated to fix. So when a person has a serious illness and then they develop a pressure ulcer, 
the treatment becomes more complicated because now you're treating multiple things at one time. So um, there's a huge uh, push to prevent them and um, hopefully avoid all of those negative consequences. Mm-hmm. And speaking of avoid, are pressure ulcers avoidable and, and can they improve or resolve? I think that the consensus is that not all pressure ulcers are avoidable. Certainly the medical team, nursing team, and the entire team that's caring for a patient uh, have a huge investment in preventing as many pressure ulcers as possible, and that remains um, at the forefront of a, of a treatment plan always. Having said that, there are people that are so vulnerable and so frail and so medically ill that a pressure ulcer is almost impossible, if not impossible, to prevent. Those folks would be people at the very end of life, um, and there is a phenomenon or a, or a term called SCALE, which stands for skin changes at the end of life. And these, um, these, these pressure ulcers are really uh, indicative of the skin dying along with the other organs in the patient's body. So it, it's pretty impossible to prevent those or to, um, to have a treatment plan that can completely prevent those. Um, th- there has also been... Um, a paper put out by the National Pressure Ulcer Advisory Panel that suggests that there are some other pressure ulcers that may be unavoidable. Those would be people, again, that have extreme illness, people that have very low blood pressure. Um, Pressure ulcers, as I said at the outset, are due to pressure um, that is exerted on the skin, and the skin sort of becomes wedged between the surface, the outside surface, and the bone um, underneath the skin and soft tissues, um, muscle, th- those kinds of things. The, the reason that the pressure ulcer occurs is, of course, the pressure, um, but what the pressure is doing is it's occluding the very small vessels in the skin and muscle and tissue. So you can imagine that if your blood pressure is very, very low, dangerously low. So people that, again, are in the hospital in the intensive care unit or who are at the end of life, if their blood pressure gets so low that even a minor amount of pressure can occlude that blood vessel, it's pretty hard to prevent those. So, so there, are, there are some cases where they're, they're not avoidable. But again, I think the take-home message is that many are avoidable and the treatment team is always looking for ways to try to keep people from developing these. And when it comes to treatment, what is that? Is that moving the person regularly? Um, Correct. One of the mainstays for pressure ulcer treatment and prevention is positioning. So making sure that one area of the body does not... um, have pressure exerted on it for a very long period of time, and making sure that the pressure that is exerted is the most minimal amount of pressure that can be obtained. So positioning, um, people at high risk may have specialty mattresses that um, are either made of special materials that offload um, pressure um, or even mattresses that have air floated through them that help prevent um, the pressure from becoming high. Same thing with cushions for people that are seated. They have very, there's a whole host of uh, specialty cushions that can be utilized to try to 
offload pressure. There's devices for feet and heels that are similar, again, aimed at trying to float the heel or float the affected area off the surface or keep the pressure minimal. Um, so there's positioning. There's also um, maintaining very good nutrition. So a lot of times for people that are vulnerable to these or for folks that have already developed them, a nutrition consult is really invaluable to look at how we can uh, get the nutrients the skin needs to heal itself um, back into the body, whether that be by supplements or enhancing the person's diet or even, um, you know, if they're having trouble uh, swallowing assistance at the bedside by a caregiver or evaluating what the issue is in terms of them eating and drinking. And then, of course, there's issues um, with moisture. So anyone with incontinence issues, um, we're looking at ways that we can have them on a schedule where they stay clean and dry as much uh, as possible and using uh, specialty undergarments that can wick moisture away from the skin. Once a pressure ulcer has developed, uh, there are a number of treatment modalities outside of what we've just talked about. They range from specialty dressings that can decrease bacterial uh, colonization or, you know, bacteria in the wound. Uh, there's dressings that wick moisture away from the skin that uh, keep the, the pressure ulcer from developing a lot of dead tissue in it. And there are uh, very advanced dressings that, uh, that even use uh, sort of vacuum uh, assistance to clean out pressure ulcers and keep them, keep them healing and keeping moisture away from the skin. So there's really a whole host of modalities. Um, a lot of times we also uh, use our PT and OT colleagues for positioning. They sometimes have orthotics and other uh, specialty training that can help us offload areas of the body that are prone to developing pressure. And they also can utilize ultrasound and electrical stimulation, which are advanced modalities that can help heal pressure ulcers. A lot of useful information there, Dr. Patron. Thank you very much. And why should someone choose Rochester Regional Health for their wound care? Rochester Regional Health is a state-of-the-art uh, care center where all of our professionals are very invested in keeping people healthy and uh, being very proactive in terms of preventing pressure ulcers. If a patient does develop an ulcer or comes in with an ulcer, we have uh, wound care specialists both in the nursing department and in the field of physicians that can create and um, uh, help execute a very comprehensive plan to treat that patient with all the modalities we've already talked about. Well, Dr. Patron, thank you so much for your time. Again, we really appreciate it. And for more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. You're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. I'm Bill Klaparoth. Thanks for listening.